Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Recalibrating the Scales. I'm your host and Chief Executive Resolutionist, Normie Avaska Scales, at your disposal. Once upon a time, amid a decade not so far away, gentlemen, utmost chivalrous gentlemen, initiated, scheduled, much-anticipated dates to physical geographic locations, encompassing alfresco meals spanning casual to gourmet fare, treks to local and distant premier theaters for live and televised entertainment, literally whispering sweet somethings in the delicate ears of modest, demure damsels, braced and willing for the sweet surrender. To the patient, oh, ever so patient, elder and younger men anticipating the next wholesome rendezvous. Perhaps to local or remote ice cream parlors, boardwalks, and beachfronts where, quote, I quote, in-person contact versus digital images were the status quo. Infinite phone conversations were commonplace in lieu of the brevity of abbreviated impersonal mundane messaging now prominent in the 21st century, etc., etc., etc. My, how far we've fallen, yet why, my dear listeners? Where have we gone and how do we get here? I mean, I'm referring to the dating realm. So welcome back yet again, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's indeed been a stretch. I've been engaging in my fair share of globe-trotting as of late. So that explains my absence, but here we are, back again. So once again, the advent of technological mediums have induced a double-edged sword effect. In summary, they've afforded time and efficiency while impeding what I refer to as organic and interpersonal human interaction within and beyond Romantic and dating parameters, I might add. As an aside, I'd like to interject that this particular episode, this broadcast, was inspired by uncoincidental, because I'm not a believer of coincidence, uncoincidental recent events this weekend pertaining to one of my closest friends and I. In brief, she and I vocalized our dismay and frustration of being asked to furnish, ready, get ready, ladies and gentlemen, more pics of ourselves by gentlemen that we'd already encountered in person. Hence, a discussion pertaining to the evolution of dating swiftly commenced between she and I. Now, I to all of you, dear listeners. So I'd like for you to marinate upon the following, ladies and gentlemen. Is, is formal and organic dating waning and or becoming a lost art? Now, this is very reminiscent of a prior episode. Actually, it was one of my first groundbreaking initial episodes, maybe even the second episode if I go back. 
So I implore you all to revisit that because it's quite relative to communication. But just marinate upon that. Secondly, are online and dating apps becoming the mainstream dating mediums? Ask yourselves these things, ladies and gentlemen. Also, does the aforementioned statement and quote, uh, actually it's posted on the episode page, the quote, because modern dating takes away everything beautiful about finding someone and falling in love, it gives people a constant stream of better options and a million ways to hide it. Does that possess the ring of truth, ladies and gentlemen? Please expand upon that pre-self. Um, just brace yourselves there. It may indeed be a subsequent episode, a follow-up sequel episode for this particular topic, ideally featuring um, some guests or a guest or two. So on that subject of, of images, you know, I would just like to share something that, you know, this is one of the uncoincidences that I did not I did not just so happen to stumble upon in the midst of my conversation with my dear friend, Natasha. Actually, I hope you're listening. I'm giving you shout out and shout outs and kudos, Natasha. But this is the article, Susie the, Susie, the Single Dating Diva. She's a dating expert and coach. Um, there's an article that she posted that appeared on social media. Smack dab in the midst of our conversation, Natasha and I. And it goes, I'm going to paraphrase, okay? Let's just say you met someone pretty cool online dating. Forget cool, you really like them and your conversation is going great. You feel good about them and you definitely think there may be something there. How often have we heard this, ladies and gentlemen? So you haven't met in person yet, but you're certain that you will relatively soon. Suddenly they ask if you have any more images that you could send them Link, link, nod, nod. We just stated this. And they want to see more of you, not only the pictures you posted in your profile. So this is uh, directly proportionate, referring to online dating specifically, but not necessarily. Uh, it does apply outside of, of the online dating platform because this is a very commonly asked question nowadays. And a thorn in my side, I don't know about yours. So not necessarily the naughty ones, she states. Just more pictures. So what, what do you do? Do you send them the pictures or is it a better idea not to? Now, I had a gentleman to request a picture and my initial encounter with, of him, with him was in person. In fact, I just left a, a dinner rendezvous with Natasha and the girls. And Ron, of course, Ron Carden, that does include you. Kudos. And here he and I, we meet. So he has this in-person, in-the-flesh um, you can't get raw, rawer than that. I was not shrouded in makeup because that's no longer a mode of my operation. So he had a true image of what I looked like. Okay. So getting back to the article, by the way, this is, this is uh, Susie, this again, Susie's article. She says the reality of dating in the digital age is that you can increase your dating footprint farther than you could have imagined. But it also means that you're not dating in the, quote, real world, okay? You're dating digitally. Is that a problem, she asked. Not if you do it right and you're smart about it, according to her. I have a difference of opinion. A lot of people meet online, but a lot of people also have some pretty unpleasant experiences. Um, and she alludes to why that is. Um, she says some who've encountered the unfortunate experiences usually get caught up in the moment and forget that stranger danger is evident. It is 
prominent amongst us, even if you have crazy chemistry online. No, not everyone is out to get you, out to harm you or your enemy, but they do have malicious intentions. So she encourages everyone not to be paranoid. So don't resort to paranoia. But managing expectations and using your smarts when online dating is extremely important, according to her. Online dating, and they want more pics. Don't. <laughs> That's what she says. She says, I'm not saying be paranoid. No, never. But what I am saying is that there's a better way. She encourages you to date smart. Um, how you do this is by choosing the better option. The better option is telling them no. No when when additional images are requested. And her rationale is because sending a picture is not as harmless as it sounds, but again, the rationale is um, would, her smart approach would be to say that seeing you in person, my mode of operation, is much better. Your profile pictures should reflect who you are and give a potential date enough about you to see what you're like, but you need to take it offline as soon as possible for them to get any more. Okay, so that's just the the carrot dangling in front of the potential romantic interest, significant other, whatever you may deem them to be. Okay. That is the purpose. It's, again, like makeup. Makeup is intended to accent, not to shroud. So, using the dating analogy, pictures, an image is intended to be that. This is a basic general idea of what I look like. Okay, out, you know, Discluding the fact that we have photoshops and various filters and apps that, you know, can convert ordinary into the extraordinary. So, but again, case in point, it's just to give the other party a general idea of who you are. Okay, but I do agree with her when she says to, okay, give them the, you know, dangle the, the carrot. I, that's not a good analogy. Give them an idea, give them a sample, okay, but take it off the table. Another reason, she says, is that once you release those pictures to someone, you have absolutely no control over them and what they do with them, even if they're innocent pictures. Remember, you don't know this person. You just met them online, so date smart. So not sending additional pictures also gives you an air of mystery and leaves something important to the imagination. You want to create a desire and excitement to meet you in person, so don't give it all away before meeting them in the flesh. The whole point of online dating, you pursue is to find love, and you want to set yourself up for success. So how do you how you do that is by marketing yourself the appropriate way, by taking it offline in order to avoid time wasters or people who make excuses to avoid dating. Those who keep rescheduling and those who keep asking you for more pictures are more than not wasting time. So reclaim your time, reclaim your time, reclaim your time, and do yourself a favor if you're online dating. If you opt for that medium um, and they want more pictures, don't. Instead, tell them you're just going to have to meet in person to see, uh, to get a better representation. I think that that's fair. The best representation is the in-person representation that is void of um, the clown mask, I would say, ladies. That I'm sorry for those for those of you who that applies to. All right. So with that being said, let's go ahead and switch gears. I'd like to get a male point of view now. So here is what a gentleman. <laughs> 
a gentleman states, um, this is his article. I'm not going to read, of course, the full article, but excerpts of it. And it's titled, Why Dating in the 21st Century Sucks. That's not my vernacular, but his, and what to do about it. Okay, so he says, we can be in touch 24-7, 365 days a year, but we still can't communicate with each other. Relationships in our modern age seem to be becoming an ever increasingly frustrating dilemma, not just for men, according to him, but for us ladies too. But, you know, before he gets into his explanation, he would like to preface it by stating dating has never been easy, but these days there seem to be many more obstacles and challenges, despite our ability to be in touch 24-7, 365 days a year. Again, that goes back to technology. Um, Technology has afforded accessibility, that constant, constant extreme contact, but there's a flip side to it. So welcome to a world where women will probably screen you for creepy statuses, <laughs> whether you have any real friends, what you do for work and fun, places you go, not to mention if you have any undesirable qualities, which may be perceived in the wrong light to someone who doesn't know you well, all before you even say, quote, hello. I, for one, and this is him speaking, think that this is the crux of a major problem in today's dating world. He says, we simply have way too much information about each other. It stresses ourselves as well as your partners, potential partners, particularly in the early phases of uh, dating relationships and courtship. However, it's not limited to just the early phases of a relationship. This can become a problem even even throughout a developing or established relationship. So why does this even matter? Social media. Social media has completely changed the way we think about relationships, love, and friendship, and it appears to revolve more around superficial qualities versus anything that's real or of substance is what I say. Um, We all know that relationships take time and effort to to develop me personally. I don't believe that relationships are difficult. I don't believe that marriage is difficult. I believe that if both parties are exerting a constant, consistent effort, that half of the battle is won. But that is my humble opinion of of droves of opinions. So in today's modern world of dating, everything seems, again, to revolve around image and being done quickly with no effort. So one problem that this particular author has faced with several women over the years is the never-ending dilemma of male-female friendships and the jealousy that can ensure, which can go a bit far at times. As For an example, he's been in this kind of situation before with a close, attractive female friend and a woman he was dating simultaneously. However, that constantly put the person that he, of, of his significant other on edge, which mainly stemmed from her own insecurity. Of course, he thought that he'd earned her trust, he scored her trust, but he went out of his way overcompensating to prove that he could have, he could strike a balance. He could have that friendship with attractive, with other good looking men. And this cycle actually continued until it got to the point where it was just too much drama and too much of a hassle to even proceed with. So it's a lot more complicated than it sounds, according to him, but insecurity seems to be at an all-time high from both men and women. I think that it brings truth. As a male, he alludes to the fact that he used to get up in arms 
about situations where the person that he was dating would constantly talk to other men or male friends or hang out, as you say, that phrase, hang out. But he learned to screen women very quickly to save himself from becoming too invested if things didn't pan out. And it worked. However, that type of behavior also has very negative effects on the developing relationship with different types of people. So to, so to put it in layman's terms, it, takes, it makes men and women a lot less invested into making things work and more about controlling your feelings. For example, he says, say if you're dating someone and you manage to spark a romance, but your prospective partner or significant other is also being wooed by other men or women on the side. He says, wouldn't you feel less compelled to put all of your eggs in one basket in fear of hurt or rejection. So that's an extreme case, but saying that he, he was part of this slightly younger dating pool or pot, it seemed to be a common thing among women in their early 20s and younger, the quote, social generation, which will judge you for who you're with, how many likes you get, how you appear, how cool you appear on social media, Instagram, Facebook, things of that nature even in cases where it's not exactly an extreme, as extreme as the situation that he noted earlier. Uh, there is that twinge of, of an untrustworthiness and perhaps feeling unsatisfactory when it comes to choosing a partner who has a seemingly endless supply of men or women chasing after them. For men, they know that women constantly receive messages and propositions from strange people all over the world. For those of us who've taken a look at any particular inbox, with permission, of course, uh, that can give men the feeling that they have to be highly competitive and even walk on eggshells to keep women at bay and relevant. Um, it all comes down to learning how to be a lot more open with one another and being more trusting of, of, of partners, according to him. Um, he personally has deduced to trust his instincts and fall in love slowly, and that's how he met his Breathtaking wife, he, he, he notes. On a side note, for, his, for male readers, he notes that, especially of the younger generation who may view this advice as overly naive, he says he thinks a lot of modern-day insecurity around dating stems from what the online world calls pickup artistry, where men will memorize fake stories, pick up lines, etc., for things they believe to be attractive to women. They view rejection as a challenge and attempt to come up with silly games or super secret techniques to persuade women otherwise. Uh, that's gameplay. This PUA stuff has literally become a billion dollar in this industry, and it simply exploits men who truly believe they aren't worthy of the women they want. As a life coach, he's in his spare time, he's dealt with men who've spent thousands on these programs, ebooks, courses, etc., and and have nothing to show for it. And not only that, it's created unrealistic expectations when it comes to women. So they'll drop women at the earliest sign of non-interest and basically put in as little effort as virtually possible, which is absurd. Not only is that a ridiculous way to get to know someone, but they will never know who you truly are if you have a fake persona. Again, this facade you know, that we're living in, you know, this, this has become the new norm based upon being a really cool guy in this context with cool stories and fake confidence. But there's also a lesson to be learned here. Be the best you can be. Fall in love. Trust your instincts. Embrace your fear and take charge. In a latter article about self-help, he mentioned 
that he spent a lot of time um, being the best version of himself. And he was, and finding that comfort within walking around in his own, his flesh and blood skin. Confident, having the belief that to truly experience life, love, relationships, and, and to basically to purge, expel your fears, and dive into the deep end. Carpe diem, taking the plunge, is it not? So that means, she, and sometimes it's all, it's all, a, it's all a risk. Great love and great risk involves great reward. That's a quote, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, but, you know, basically being willing to take that chance. It can be a bit turbulent along the way, but trial beats failure, in other words. Okay, so those are basically the stance from a male point of view as to what is, what's taking place in this modern age dating realm that we're basking in. So I'm going to share a few snippets of, um, from psychology today. And this is Martin Graff. He's a PhD. Seven research-based reasons internet dating doesn't work. <laughs> okay. When online dating fails, this might be why, according to him, because romantic relationships play a huge part in our physical, social, and emotional well-being. Having a good and successful relationship can promote better health. And he cites Cohen, Frank, Doyle, Sconer, Rabin and Waltney in 98, and even aid in faster recovery from illness, which he cites Keichold, Glasser, Loving, Stowell, Malarkey, Leemshow, Dickinson, and Glaser in 2005. Not surprisingly, he says, most of us seek to find a, a romantic relationship in which we can be happy. However, should we resort to online dating for the purpose of this? And here are seven reasons why maybe we should not. Number one, we make bad decisions. He says, internet dating sites offer us a vast array of potential date choices. Furthermore, we sign up to several sites simultaneously, then the choice increases. The luxury of, of this may initially seem appealing, but in reality, when faced with making decisions about which item to choose from a large number, we're more apt to make erroneous decisions. And that's because we invoke different and sometimes less cognitively taxing decision-making strategies. When choosing from a large array, as with online dating, you've got this enormous ocean versus, versus, this, versus a small pond, my dear listeners. So that as opposed to when you choose on a one-on-one, as I refer to, organic basis in real life, meeting someone in the flesh by a perchance encounter at the grocery store, at the park, in passing, sliding doors. The consequences are that we may end up making the wrong choice. Our decisions are often affected by the way in which choices are presented to us. And in online dating, choices are certainly presented differently to how they would be presented in real life. A second reason um, on success is we only get a a partial impression. In face-to-face interactions, we form impressions of others based on their general demeanor and other more subtle behavioral characteristics. The more information with which we're presented, the easier it, it becomes to form impressions of others. However, Dating profiles present us with only fairly superficial information about our potential matches, which means that we're not seeing or being presented with the person as a whole. In other words, um, you have people, quote unquote, bringing their representatives. How can you get to know someone by virtue of that? Not to say that you can't encounter that organically in meeting someone during in-person encounters, but it's just far, far, far more commonplace online. 
Number three, matching doesn't work, according to him, despite the old maxim that opposites attract the research evidence suggests otherwise, and we are more likely to become attracted to people who are similar to ourselves. If that's the case, it would seem a good idea to use a dating site which catered for our specific interests and demographic group. For instance, there are now sites catering for very specific groups. AmishDatingService.co.uk, GlutenFreeSingles.com are a couple of these he sites. There are some online dating sites that go a step further to purport uh, and purport to connect people by getting their users to complete batteries of psychometric tests with the objective of matching them on characteristics where they may be compatible. However, there is little, if any, real evidence that such matching formula actually works in practice. Okay, so it's all a game of chance. Number four, people are not what they seem. <laughs> okay, there is now abundant evidence that people quite happily and readily misrepresent how they advertise themselves on these online dating sites, which is why, per the advice of a relationship coach that I had the pleasure of interacting with on a one-on-one -on -one business basis in the past, encouraged me to forego online dating at that juncture. This was years ago. And just to meet people organically. I'm very, very grateful for that advice. I stand by that to this day. I'm very partial I do believe in that organic or in organic activities, let alone organic dating and courtship. Let's preserve some of that, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So more seriously, in addition to misrepresentation, uh, there's some criminal activities um, that we look to. Um, he says to be wary of online chat. Before meeting face-to-face, -face, you might be engaged in a period of online chat. Okay. Um, Research has consistently shown that we like people more. The, like pe we like people more the more they disclose to us. So the most of the more transparent, the more receptive we are. The consequence of this is that our expectations are raised before, prior to a face-to-face -face meeting, where in reality we may end up being disappointed. So online is not necessarily a quick way. That's another. Um, just another buzzkill that he, he notes. People use online dating sites for one reason, which is to meet other people. So we must have some expectation of hope or hope that this will indeed be the case. And furthermore, especially if you're paying for the subscription, that results will be immediate. So individuals not only spend their money signing up to online dating sites, but they also invest considerable time on this activity. Okay. Given all of this, if the results are not forthcoming, then it's possible that users might give up and stop using the site. Okay, there's also the question of a kind of site shelf life. If you're not, if you're on a site for too long, which means not success, successful in meeting someone, then maybe people will start to wonder why. Number seven says, will it work in reality? It is quite likely that many of your matches on a dating site may be geographically distant. Attraction. Research has repeatedly shown that proximity is a strong predictor of a sustainable relationship. Therefore, geographically distant relationships may be rather more difficult to sustain unless one person is prepared to move. Okay? So, having said all of that, online dating sites might be a benefit for, for some good reasons. For example, there are some individuals who may not otherwise have found partners had it not been for the service of the online dating industry. 
Older individuals, those with mobility problems, and those who may be socially phobic, but the choice is yours. But just note that online dating is no panacea. I'd like to applaud my behind-the-scenes team, Bradley, as we close out for their unwavering support, as always, and all of you spanning and magnifying listeners, listeners spanning and speckling the globe. Please, I implore your continued listenership as this episode, this platform, this radio medium clearly on your shoulders. Until the next episode, ladies and gentlemen, this is Normia Vasquez-Scale signing off. Thank you.